Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. 2019 might be quickly coming to an end but the FPL Hangover is not done with it just yet. We have one more episode left in us and it's going to be full to the brim with all the madness that was the FPL festive season. We've also got to look forward to the New Year's Day FPL and the first double game week of the season has been announced. Now, Santa might be... Well on his way back to Lapland, but there's still one present left under the tree. That's right, folks. You know who I'm talking about. He also has a long list of children's names, but I'm not quite sure what that's about. My podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. You like that one? I did like that one. Yeah, I was going to just leave it with the present under the tree, but I couldn't pass up the pedo joke. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching you lately, you know, that TV show with uh, that guy... Oh yes, 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 yes. The controversial one. Yeah, the second season's out now, and there is a bit of that in it as well. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, oh, this might be uh, a bit of pedophilia. Yeah. Oh, well, Jesus. bit of uh, yeah. There's a character in it who's a bit like that. All right. This show's already taking a dark turn. Yeah. And welcome to the You Review. Is it called You? <laughs> I think it's called You. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me because my few. wife said something there the other day. She was like, "Oh, uh, Amy doesn't like you," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> And I was like, she realizes, she's, yeah, she, she finds it very dark and creepy. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not me, the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough jibber jabbering. Let's get to some FPL madness. That's going to be the theme of this week's episode, James. Absolute madness. Yeah, I was pretty mad the last couple of weeks with yeah. the amount of rotation and things like that. How were you affected with rotation last week? I mean, game I, week 19 wasn't too bad, but game week 20 was a, a shit show. Yeah, well, well, look, we're recording this post-game week 20, but still ahead of game week 21. So we've still got the New Year's Day to look forward to. So far, I'd like to think I've escaped rotation relatively unscathed. I mean, compared to some I've seen, like I've had pretty much 11 players. I'm happy with my point scores. So assuming all goes well New Year's Day, I'm, I'm happy. What about you? Yeah, I managed to avoid rotation's icy grip. <laughs> But only barely. I mean, I got eleven players out, so that's that's a win. Yeah. But I, you know, if there was like if him like I, the way I looked at it, I had four players in my starting eleven that didn't start, so that was pretty good. Uh, one yeah. of those was my yeah. captain, and uh, yeah, even one of my subs didn't start as well. So thankfully, two of my guys came off the bench, so I only had to require two. So I managed to get eleven out. But even the guys that came off the bench both combined for a total of one point. So not exactly rotation did hit. Yeah, and even you him kind of his... touched on him in his there. It's like he was probably the one I'd say you were like hoping he'd start because you want ninety minutes for him. Yeah, and even the annoying thing that happened in the Wolves game is okay. Dundonker started, and I was like, okay, well at least if Poole put like four, you know, three or four past them, I won't get the minus point because he's playing as a defender, but he's actually classified in FPL as a midfielder. Yeah, but he was taken off in fifty-eight minutes. And I was like, all oh, these little points, that's just it's annoying, you know? Yeah. Like like Moore as well came on as a sub uh, for me as well. Got an assist, but then got a yellow card. And just, like that's the second game in a row Moore I've got. Uh, I've had since I've had Moore who's got a yellow card. It's just kind of, it cost me points, man. Yeah. Well, we're starting this on a very negative, uh, you know, kind of footing. And I'm like, no, no, no. This has got to be full of, you know, kind of happiness joy. and joy. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, we really can't complain. We're both sitting on two green arrows since we last recorded. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. give I can give a lot of joy here. I've got nine out of ten green arrows. In the last... Yeah, out of the oh. last ten weeks, I've had nine green arrows. Well, there you go. So in that time, I've gone from 1.5 million to 285k. So loads of joy here. 
there we go. And uh, how has that affected your objectives? Like, weren't you saying you wanted to be, what did you want to be in for New Year's Day again? I think I wanted to be 200K. Yeah. I, was that, or did I say 100K? I think I said 200K because I was doing so good. 100K, cool. but looking at your rankings, I'm going, maybe you said that ages ago when it was actually maybe still achievable, but yeah, three I'm weeks ago, sure. that would have been a big ask, you know? Yeah. I, I No, we said this a while ago. I can't remember if I said 200 or 100K. I'm, I was hoping for 200K. That was what was in my head anyway. Yeah. And if I can just get to 100K by um, the end of that double game of 24, I'll yeah. be happy. And then from there, try and kick on and then just try and see if I can finish as high as possible. May not happen. I'm probably due some red arrows now. Yeah, that's true. So tell me, how did uh, how did your game week twenty fare? Uh, so game week twenty scores sixty five. We went from being what looked like a going to be disastrous game week to an actual great game week. Well, pretty good game week anyway. I would say game week rank of one point three million, and um, yeah, added that to that my game week nineteen score of sixty seven, which had a game week rank of eight hundred eighteen k. My rank has gone up 135k since we last recorded. Yep. Um, so two green arrows up 100k in game week 19 and up 35k last week. Um, now total points is 1132. Um, yeah, both game weeks I was like, what, 11 points over the average this week and 12, no, 18 points above the average the week before. So yeah, KDB was my uh, vice captain this week, came in with 28 points. Mane got me 11, Ings got me 9, Trent with 8. And I said, Mora got me three. And then the rest were a collection of ones and zeros. Yeah, so you were on Santa's nice list, uh, it appears. Over. It appears so. Yeah, no, they definitely can't be complaining with that. So your overall rank is, what did you say? Uh, my overall rank right now is 285k. Yeah, that's a healthy so rank. Not, that's not too bad. I mean, compared to where I was, as I said, 10 game weeks ago, I'll take it yeah. and uh, try and push on from here. What yeah. about you? Uh, i pretty happy as well, kind of similar to yourself. A lot of green arrows last couple of weeks. Things have been kind of going well, which, you know, uh, oddly enough, I suppose it doesn't seem to be reflected in some of the mini leagues. So it's easy to get kind of lost in a, I'm not seeing, you know, the green arrow I wanted to see here, but or I'm not gaining the ground I wanted to gain here. But looking at overall rank, which I think before, you know, the season, the twin, like the first half season's over, that's kind of way more significant to you to kind of build yourself up i can't complain i've had a pretty decent week 69 points in game week 20 giggity that's my second 69 in like four weeks now mm-hmm. because i got to make that joke twice which yeah. is how i how i instantly knew but yeah i got a 69 which was like a game week rank of 500 and odd thousand and that saw me get a green arrow and move up from 224 to 176 so when we last recorded before game week 20 i was in 380k since then i've now moved into the under the 200k mark in 176 i'll take that yeah i haven't really caught any much ground on you if anything because uh we've both been doing well yeah we're both kind of moving up at the same time so i think in the last month we've just kind of kept that what's our 12 points 16 points between us now or something like that it's only 16 i mean the last time we recorded you were you were within a hair but i got those uh I yeah. got KDB returns. And then since then, you've brought KDB in. And uh, what other changes have you made to your team, actually, since we last spoke? So I took a hit before game week 19. It was KDB in. I'd made that move already. And then about five minutes before deadline, I was sitting there looking at Yuri Tillemans and my team going, you know what? Lester, I mean, he's done nothing for in my team since I've had him. And mm-hmm. I've kept him a good six or seven, I think seven game weeks. Yeah. And he got me one assist the first week and nothing since. And I was like, you know what? This guy is averaging... He's not, he's not returning. He's only averaging something like three points a game um, yeah. on average. And he's costing like 6.5 million. I was like, time to get rid. Um, take a punt. I was 
looking at Spurs fixtures and I was going to do Ali. Now, Ali scored in game week nine, but in the end, I was like, you know what? I want to go a bit differential and I went for Lucas Moura, which has been a bad pick. I'm going to hold my hands up here and say it's been a bad pick. I, the reason I went with Ali is I wanted to keep that 7 million to 8 million price point and I didn't want to go up to 8.8. So since we last recorded, you've basically, t- you took the Sun hit. You were there for that red card. Mm. So you took Sun out, replaced him with KDB yeah. and then... Uh, who did I, T elements uh, for Mora for yeah. a small bit more because I was like you know what I want to have that price point because I ultimately kind of see that becoming someone like Madison but I wanted to take like a, a three week punt or four week punt on Mora and see how he, how it came off got you an assist this week yeah he, he started in the uh, the game week 19 game but was playing very very deep never looked like scoring got a yellow card so only got me one point so the hit I took for that um, wasn't worth it. And mm. then this week he got an assist, but again got a yellow card and didn't start. So he's only got three points. He's got me four points in two weeks and it cost me minus four. So it would be better sticking with Yellemans and having the, the extra transfer. But I rolled last week. So I have now two free transfers going into this. And yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. I have so many options. And I'll we'll get to that later. I spent a good hour and a half looking at my FPL team today and just kind of thinking, I don't know what the fuck to do. Because, I mean, it, it's still, you know, we still have that New Year's Day fixture to attend. So, and then a big blank while the FA Cup uh, is on at the weekend. I assume that's what the break is. Yeah, there's uh, no there's no obvious fixture swing for any team as well. You know, and as I said, there's always chance of injuries in these FA Cup games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so looking at my team, I uh, had, as I said, 69 points. The majority of my points came from, uh, yeah, as you mentioned there, in game week 20, KDB pulled uh, pulled an impressive haul again, a golden assist. He also got three bonus points, I'm assuming. Uh, so that gave you know me 28 with him, with the captain's armband on him. I was pretty happy with that. But I also saw returns from Rashford. Since we last spoke, my transfers, I think I, I made the two. That was this week. I was kind of forced into the two, actually. Before this week, uh, I had Mount and I had... Musse coming into this week, I really wanted to get rid of Musse. I figured he'd start, but I was kind of sick with it, sick of it, and I knew, knew I needed to kind of deal with a third strike situation. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of Mount only because I didn't get rid of Musse fast enough, and I actually dropped. I got the full point two drop since Christmas, <laughs> and I've got. I've, he went from five point one, which I bought him into four point nine. Was, a Is bit Musse of, down to four point nine? Four point nine, yeah. Man, I might get him. I really wouldn't advise it. But <laughs> actually, no, I take it back. Because I you need to down, get I, him. I'm looking at downgrading Ings. Uh, I thought Musse was still five point one, but four point nine just seems like such a steal, but. Yeah, it is a steal if you don't want goals. You or if know? you don't like, uh, if you don't look at the fixtures, I guess they've got uh, another city. Just played City. They've got City and Liverpool again in the next four. Yeah, it's horrible. And Musay was unlucky to have his goal ruled off against City. That I was personally, I was very happy. <laughs> I was watching it and I was going, "You fucking cunt!" I knew you'd score the week I got rid of you. Uh, and I also was kind of a little peeved that Mount got a late assist when Chelsea uh, crawled back and beat Arsenal at the weekend so I got rid of Mount purely because of the the kind of price point I had to make and I think it's time to get rid of the fifth midfielder option and invest in a third striker again Um, uh, yeah so I brought in Malpe and he delivered a assist which I'm pretty happy with yeah, that, for someone that price, you mean you wouldn't get argue with five points? No, I was the only thing that's again kind of a little bit of uh, when you look back on it and you're kind of going, yeah, retrospectively, that's kind of a little annoying. My only other choice at the time was uh, DCL. Yeah. And I was looking at the two of them. They're both 5.8. And the thing that put me off DCL was just not knowing what Ancelotti was thinking. Mm. He's still getting used to his team. He, I didn't know if fucking Tosin was going to start out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? 
I like to look at Brighton's fixtures. They had a decent one this week, but you know, or a tough one next week to Chelsea. But Everton, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, West Ham for five point eight. Yeah, fuck it, give me a slice of that Malpe pie, and uh, yeah, delivered an assist. So Malpe pie, that's a mouthful. Heyo, heyo. But, uh, double yeah, pun. Double pun. So, yeah, that uh, coupled with Alexander Arnold's uh, clean sheet and bonus points. And, yeah, I had a pretty healthy game week 20. And, yeah, this is a game week 19 was in the 70s. So How good was Trent this past week? 32 points in two games, man. Yeah, yeah, that was a big That 24-pointer was, like, full-on FPL erection right there. Yeah, and it was really the story of game week 20. It was the have Trent's and the have not Trent's. You know, yeah. you're looking Gaming at people's 19, but yeah, Gaming 19. My apologies, and uh, yeah, you're looking back two weeks ago and you just kind of you could see because that's 24 fucking points. So the difference in someone's score being a 50 or a 70, you knew instantly it was a, you know, they had if, or they didn't have Alexander Allen. Yeah, it feels so long ago, but I mean, that was literally that's not even a week ago, that was like five days ago. This is a Monday, that was last what Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it was much. crazy. So it was, um, it wasn't a great day because I was on for a shit week that week, and then that week, uh, that one game alone, like completely just changed everything around. Mane got an assist. Uh, he did that. Jimenez scored then on the Friday night for me, getting the eleven points. Yeah, that was like close. That was like like I had an amazing Thursday and Friday just because of those two games. It's kind of weird. I feel I feel like that's happened a bit this season for one of us or or both, where it's like it's looking shit. And then it just goes excellently, yeah. or it starts excellently, and then just peters out. This is what's happened. I've been looking at you all season, where I've gone, "Oh man, I'm just making some serious ground. I'm going to catch Jura. He's only got like these two players left in this game, and then KDB gets you 19 points, yeah. or someone does this, and I'm like, gets two yeah. goals. or I've gets two goals. I'm going, man, all I needed was this one player, and not do anything, and they do it, and then you." obviously do just as well as me or maybe even better and pull away him again and I'm like god damn it well, that was, but that then, was the case this week with Ings you know yeah. he was up first and he gets his fucking goal towards the end again and three bonus points I was like for fuck's sake that man just doesn't stop delivering and I have Rashford who I know is much pricier than Ings but at the same time I really need him to deliver and I think yeah. We could probably lead into what I assume is your low light for yeah, game week 20. I've, I've kind of already indicated before the pod with you that that was my low point. Rashford getting, like, I love Rashford. I love seeing United score. I don't want to see Rashford not score. But when it's like 1 0 and it's the 94th or 95th minute, a breakaway corner, it's... basically the last kick of the game, and Rashford getting a meaningless goal and getting all three bonus points, I was like, God damn it because um, I was out for dinner at that stage and it was just a case of uh, checking the score I was like oh great fucking yeah. Rashford scored the one player again. in that whole thing and you know what that reminds me of? I mean this season this is why Danny Ings and Jimenez have been so good on the bonus and they've been great for me and why I've been playing three strikers never a fan of three strikers but the game is tailored to the strikers at the moment where if they score a goal it really helps their VPS and as long as they're not firing loads of shots off target like Salah always does, but he's a midfielder yeah. anyway. Or you really have to look at this week, you had Maupay, he had a couple of dodgy shots at the start yeah. of the match. Now, personally, for me, I'm happy when I see my cheap strikers trying to score. Yeah, me Because too. a lot of the time, you get you have a Mousse, which is basically a dead fucking fish in your team, who might play for 90 minutes or might just actually only end up playing 30 minutes in two game weeks, you know, for no reason. Yeah. So to see someone look dangerous in that position, especially when you just transfer them in, I'm happy with that, but... You want to see your strikers shooting, because if, like, if you're not seeing your strikers shooting, dude, you don't want them. No. I mean, that's 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 the first warning sign There's of your a bad right player right there, for a striker. Like. But when they're shooting, if they're just shooting from everywhere and getting them off target, that's hurting their VPS. But they're getting them on target. But if they score one, 
so good for the BPS and if they score two forget about it like do you think let me ask you this would you, if you're looking at your 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 you've got a player he's in a match we'll say just take Mount Pay for this weekend this uh, for example and you see him sc- shooting and you're kind of thinking are you thinking oh he's fucking up his BPS or are you thinking well at least he's having a shot uh, if he's shooting and he's dragging shots wide and making stupid shots um, I'm like fuck this guy yeah. but if like <laughs> If, like, a cross comes in and he's just getting, like, a really lame header on target, I'm like, well, look, at least he's getting in the right positions. A header is probably a low percentage chance of scoring, but that's not hurting his BPS getting shots on target. It's oh, just yeah, no, no. these shit headers that kind of go over the bar. Those are the annoying ones. But, yeah, this always seems to happen to me when I'm just kind of going, okay, well, look, the United game's nearly over. i got to go for dinner now as long as nothing happens in injury time. You know, last season, before I had him... um, it was always Sterling, or not Sterling, it used to be always Hazard yeah. last season and the season before until I finally got him in. Um, he, was, he was a whore for getting a goal in the 89th plus minute. Um, before that, it used to be always Alexis Sanchez when I didn't have him. They're kind of top players. The game gets stretched. Teams, if they're only one goal behind, maybe go for it. Or if they're a few goals behind, get tired and then they just give up a goal. Jamie Vardy was doing it this season as well. Remember the amount of late goals he scored and stuff like that. And other Madison has scored some 90 minute goals. There's always these 90 minute goals, and I'm not. I wasn't surprised when I saw it was two uh, 0 I was like, God damn it, that's definitely Rashford. But it's not all doom and gloom in regards to late goals. And if I can move us on to your highlight for this episode, and something that uh, I'm sure you were pretty happy with. Yeah, my highlight for this week was not even on the football pitch. It was in the labour ward, and it was uh, Jamie Vardy's missus, Rebecca Vardy, going into labour Saturday morning, and then oh. Jamie Vardy isn't uh, available to play. When your player does, doesn't play, you don't really want to even see him on the bench. Yeah. Because they're like, they can't come off. So I knew Saturday that my captain was going to be Kevin. When your captain doesn't play, you don't want to see him come off the bench. No, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like your when player, you... sometimes it depends on the player and who you've got coming on. But if I've got a captaincy, I don't want him playing 15 minutes. No, yeah. no. So you, I was kind of going, you know what? The reason I went with Vardy as captain in the first place was, it was like, they're going to batter him. If they do rotate... Vardy, and I knew was very conscious of the fact that his missus was pregnant, so yeah. it's like he could miss out on the squad entirely, which is what actually happened. Well, Rogers said that Vardy was due a rotation. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of going, you know what? They might if they start him on the bench. There's a good chance they're battering West Ham anyway because West Ham are muck. And I was like, it's a good chance of battering him, and he won't come on at all anyway. If they need to come on, he can get a goal anyway. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, wasn't totally enamoured with. West uh, Man City's fixture against Sheffield United, but Kevin's been playing so good. I captained him the previous week. I just didn't see a lot of goals in it. He still got that shiny new transfer feel as well to you. You've only had exactly, exactly. Weeks. I brought him in last week and I said, "Yep, captain armband on him." And uh, it only turned out to be one point worse off than Mane. I when I was captaining Vardy because it was between Vardy and Mane really, and yeah, I just preferred Vardy. Game with uh, twenty. No, sorry for game with twenty. But I captained oh. Vardy. But it was between him and Manny to captain. Yeah. So I went with Vardy, but I said I can't trust the vice captaincy on Manny because he may not start. Oh, I so see. So I was kind of saying either of them may not start. And the rumor has it that Manny only started because Shakiri picked up a late injury. Okay. Or illness or something like that. Yeah, I was surprised to see him play the, to play the 90 to start. Yeah. Like. And get the three bonus and 11 points. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. So but you stuck the captain's armband on Vardy. It's pretty, yeah. you know, kind of forward thinking there to make sure that you weren't putting the vice on a rotation risk. And yeah. in game week 19, we saw KDB hooked at 60 odd minutes. Yeah. He was your captain. So I was definitely happy to see that. Yeah. My vice would have been if it wasn't for KDB, it would have been Ings because I knew who's going to start. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you just went boom. And you know what? That's solid thinking. It's 
kind of the exact reason I just stuck the armband on KDB in the first place myself. Yeah. He was the one person on my team I didn't have wings. If it did, that's a solid show because he did get all. He also got a rest in in game week nineteen. Man, it's hard doing an episode when you're talking about two games. Two games. But, uh, yeah, so I just went with pure security of starts. I knew he wouldn't have been bringing them off against whoever the fuck City played in game week. Wolves, when they threw away a 2-0 lead in game week 19. He wouldn't be bringing them off early if he didn't intend to play him against Sheffield United. Exactly. So I was like, fuck it, I'm getting 60 minutes out of him at least. There was a really good uh, tweet. I'd love to give credit to whoever put it up. Um, I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. But they said, you can always tell when Kevin De Bruyne is ready to come off by the shade of pink he was. <laughs> so it's good. He's kind of like a, a walking kind of litmus paper. Yeah, <laughs> so you can tell. You know, oh, he needs to come off. He's getting very pink right now. But he didn't look like he was happy to come off against Wolves and so approved because they actually lost that game. Yeah. It's a great game to watch if you're an owner of Treore or if you're an owner of Jimenez like I was. Yeah, I could have done with it just sticking at 222 or 2220. Yeah. But uh, no, I could have just done uh, with it staying without him and his scoring. But I actually was very happy for Wolves. It's one of those rare ones yeah. where I actually quite like Wolves. If they weren't a direct competitor to Man United, uh, I'd like them probably a whole lot more. But I do like what they did, and I loved them coming back and coming from 2 0 down against 10 Man City. Yeah. Uh, but I hated Raheem Sterling taking the penalty. Do you see that shit? No. Do you not see the penalty? So he takes the he took takes the first penalty, misses oh, it. Oh yes, I did. See VR it. makes him retake it. Takes it, misses it again, and then gets the tap in. Yeah, and Pep's going mad, didn't even want him to take yeah, the second cause one. Yeah, because when I saw him line up for the second one, I could see him doing this yeah. motion with his hands as he changed the kicker. And I was like, why isn't Kevin taking these? Kevin is able to lash into the top corner. Why are you from- calling him Kevin? This is making me very uncomfortable. Because like, he's my bro. It's, yeah, he's, we're first term basis, first yeah. name basis. He's my bro now after getting me 38 points in two weeks. Fair enough. Mr. De Bruyne to you. Okay. <laughs> but, KD. Yeah, I do remember the penalty thing, and that was. Uh, yeah, he got very fortunate there to actually very get lucky the, second, for his owners. the second chance and to fucking score a rebound. So, But, you know, Wolves got their, their just desserts, I'd imagine, and came back and they got the win, and Jimenez got the points. But your highlight, basically, has come from... Rebecca, yeah, Rebecca, Rebecca going into labour. Jamie taking the day off, and that armband switching over to Kevin. Yeah, um, which I I thought he was going to be much more highly owned. Uh, that's why I was surprised in our mini league you were the only one that went with him. Yeah, I was a bit surprised too. Uh, there was actually, you know, there's a few options out there. You know, someone else that we could probably look at this week who also kind of came back from a series of blanks. Uh, I think he had four blanks in a row, maybe three blanks in a row. Tammy Abraham, he was another kind of. I wouldn't say he was much of a captain contender. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with that. But he was another kind of regular that delivered this week. I suppose people would have been. Yeah, it's just a, a I white. Think, I think he was a good pick. Um, who were they against? Arsenal? Yeah, again, yeah. I think I'm getting lost in game week 19 when they were at home Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> and he blanked. It's going to happen to me probably for the rest of this fucking episode where I'm just thinking, no, I remember looking at Demi Abram and going, I wish I had him. I was like, no, not this week. But he did score this week. He did, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you'll have people looking at him again. But there has been, a, my point was, there's been a wide amount of captain options since we last recorded. Yeah. Two game weeks, you've seen like fixers last week. You had, as I said, there was options like Abraham. I think Vardy was an option. Mm-hmm. KDB. And then Liverpool. And then this week, again, a wide variety. I've seen Mane. Salah is creeping back up in ownership again. Harry Kane is sneaking up there as well. I've seen a lot of people with the armband on Kane. A lot of yeah. people kind of going almost like on the outside of the track. He was in my with- he was in my hot shots last week. I said Kane has uh, got two nice fixtures coming up and I thought he'd do well. And yeah, he did. But the Salah owners are going to be the guys who are going to feel most aggrieved. Yeah, 
I mean, they he blanked in both games and he was taken off two minutes before the penalty in game week 19. Uh, Milner comes on, steals his goal. Liverpool fans aggrieved. I'm delighted. Before you told me that my uh, highlight had to be from game week 20, that was going to be my game week. You have to make me sound like highlight. a dictator. <laughs> no, you're not a dictator. Put down the knife. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, again, that would have been, if we had recorded a podcast after game week 19, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that would be a pretty big highlight. Because I was thinking the exact same thing. Milner comes on, first kick of the game is penalty. Oh, yeah. There's a good chance you miss when you haven't actually had any chance to warm up, really. But, uh, yeah, if we did do it after game week 19, it would have been called the Trent episode anyway, because it was all about Trent Alexander-Arnold at that point. Well, I've said my highlight in Lola. What what are yours? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I was running it close with... uh as I mentioned, like KDB kind of delivering late this week. It seems to be a running theme in so many episodes where whenever I watch a match towards the end of my shift at work and stroll home with maybe 10, 15 minutes of the match left, I get like, it's been working for me and I'm half tempted to just keep this kind of routine up. Just leaving work early. and <laughs> No, I'm not leaving work early. The match is just continuing continuing after I've left work. And it was the same when City were facing uh, Sheffield United. I left on the way home, like just as I left, KDB gets an assist for Aguero's goal. So I'm going, fine, there's my captaincy. Boom. Because people had Mane. I think Mane had already delivered. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. People had captained Rashford. I'd seen a few people on Rashford. And uh, KDB's got the assist. So I'm like, going, fine. I've had an okay game week. My captain's got at least an assist. It's not a blank. And then by the time I've reached the end of my avenue, which is maybe 20 minutes later, KDB is a goal. And I'm just like, I go from tired and maybe a little sour to delighted when I come in the door skipping down the street it's insane it's the exact same street exact same I just must have a good luck fucking spot somewhere I need to figure out pinpoint exactly where I'm checking my phone and what way I'm doing it because it's working and that was easy my highlight is that whole oh shit it's actually all paid off never change that route home don't that, take the shortcut the next time. Just go the go the long way. Yeah, the next Whatever time way you're going, it's I'm working for you. A dodgy season. I'll start just finding all these shortcuts and I'm getting raped some alleyway or something. <laughs> so yeah. a similar high point. Uh, what was your low point? Low point was actually yeah. A bit, you know me. I like to do, to pick an odd one for the low point. And this week it was what I felt was a bit of a rookie mistake. After the game week, it was in the short space of time between the. Deadline passing and the first match kicking off. So I had about an hour this week to feel bad about myself. And uh, I looked at my team after the deadline had passed. And I was just kind of annoyed that I put Lundstrom as second sub. I knew there was going to be rotation this week. And I just was thinking to myself, why the fuck would I put an attacking midfielder as my second sub? Even if it is against City. Surely, and I just was kind of thinking to myself, you know what? That's a mistake. That's going to bite you in the ass. And it turned out that obviously it didn't matter. It was so much rotation. Lundstrom played for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was just happy to, to have the 11 players. Lundstrom but, didn't play for you anyway. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Lundstrom wouldn't have played for me yeah. anyway, either way. But it was just, yeah, it just kind of it got to me a little bit. And uh, that was my low point. It was a weird one. But do, was, do we have any more news on Lundstrom not playing actually I know it was uh, some injury but I haven't heard anything since it... all I know is he passed a late fitness test so the fact that he's even taking <laughs> fitness tests is probably a good thing do you know what I mean it's not like an injury or a serious injury if you're taking a fitness test it means you're nearly through it so I'd say if we have to sit out one more week yeah it says it... ankle injury 75% chance of playing so on the on the app right now but look check out Ben Dinnery if you're uncertain because I haven't actually checked that out yet I don't know how to be honest you, it doesn't bother me waiting the week because uh, an away match to Liverpool 
I mean, it doesn't really have Lundstrom. You know, yeah, Lundstrom, that's true. I, screaming. I, yeah, I've got Henderson and Golds. I don't think I'm going to play Lundstrom anyway. So yeah, so it won't matter. And then he, if 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 all's right in the world, he'll come into game week 22 uh, with a tasty fixture against West Ham. Yeah. So that was my low light. I think it was a personal thing. I just felt annoyed that I got the the priority on the bench wrong. You and made it, you made in what your eyes would be a rookie mistake because we are. It was so important to kind of have your bench in order for this game week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, again, I don't even know if it was like, it was more of a personal thing where I was going like, no matter how this game week goes, I already know before a ball is kicked that I should have done my bench differently to me. Mm. So, I mean, you know yourself, everyone says play your own game and, and to an extent that's correct. And yeah, that was just annoying me. As I said, I was happy it got wiped out but or it didn't, you know, wasn't relevant. But when you said low points before we started recording... That kind of I remembered the yeah. the pain in my head, but considering look, how well your green arrows were and how well you did over two weeks, you know there's not going to be a ton of low points. Yeah, no, there's going to be people out there with way more lower points. People oh, who had sold Trent Alexander Arnold to fund moves for Salah, for example, who blanked and then missing out in his haul in game week nineteen and then missing out on another eight points. Well, not just the Salah blank; like you had the Liverpool blank, uh, you know, preceding the, the festive period. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to think you'd come off Trent you know unthinkable like I wouldn't have done it because I think you know he's uh, he's pretty kind of lethal but I could afford to put him on my bench I don't know what other people's teams are in so if someone went fuck it I'm going to do this just to kind of maybe capitalise for the for the short period and with full intentions of getting Trent back in it's like oh you just got caught by the short and curlies there yeah, if you kept him out for two weeks and then with the intention of getting him back you lost out in 30 odd points oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a tough one but Look, it happens to us all. Um, I'm just not going to try and touch those players because it happened to me with Kevin De Bruyne a few weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you know, and I that's why I had that transfer when Son got red carded and I was like, I'm just going to bring it back in Kevin. I'm just going to chalk this down to a mistake. I actually had gotten rid of him beforehand and kept Sterling. Yeah, that was a mistake. And right there. I immediately, once I got rid of KDB and kept Sterling, I was like, why did I do it this way? I should have did it the other way around. Because KDB actually had looked flat for a few weeks. Um, to the extent that even John Giles was talking about how he's you know doesn't look bothered, but he's he really picked it up, and now he's basically playing just behind the striker. Yeah, it's crazy. I think you can thank David Silva's injury for that. I feel like it's all about that. Yeah, yeah I feel absolutely. Like that's the reason. And uh, he's trusting Bernardo to play deeper as well instead of and push Kevin further forward. But you know, before Silva's injury, KDB did deliver some big hauls. Uh, when yeah, you, when you had him out, and that would have been a right punch in the gut. And I think if you look back at the end of the season, and if you're not happy. That KDB Sterling switch probably would be the one you're going. Fuck, that was yeah. And it's yeah. something. It's easy. It's when you look back at it, it's easy to know that was a mistake at the time. I think it's kind of it was a bit of a flip of a coin between Sterling and KDB. They're both. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sterling, as you said, scored this week. You know, or not this week, but against Wolves. Yeah, he got the two. He got the two. So I mean, he's going to be delivering points. And I mean, looking at City's next three matches: Everton, Villa, Crystal Palace. Do you think Sterling's any bit of an option? Uh, he is, he is. I mean, I have the money in the bank this week that if I wanted to kind of go for Mora, I could get Sterling in. You can go for Mora Sterling? Yeah. Oof. but Are to you do... just out of reach of Salah? Um, no, I, they, to fund both, I'd basically have to drop Danny Ings the whole way down to Greenwood Oof. or Connolly. Yeah. Um, so I could do that. But then, I don't know, I, I, I'm liking playing with three strikers and uh, I don't think Greenwood or Connolly is really that good an option. But look, United have some decent fixtures. Well, uh, they don't. They have that Norwich game coming up in the Burnley home game, but um, yeah, and uh, Brighton after the Chelsea game have a few nice fixtures, so maybe I could do it. I have to decide basically this week whether I want Salah up? or do I want uh, Robertson. And have you just made up your mind that Ings is gone? 
You're not waiting for form to run out there? No, I think I'm going to do it. He's not going to score 200 points this season, man. There's just no way he's going to score 200 points. It's not in a Southampton team that are going to be lucky if they don't get relegated. Like They're going to be down near the bottom. They might yeah. come away, but they're not going to finish higher than 14th. Well, Southampton have a home match against Spurs. Spurs aren't exactly you know watertight at the moment. And I may hold on to him, because if yeah. I decide I'm not going to get Salah in, I kind of have to decide this week. I have the two frees. I could roll, like, just make a sideways transfer and get, like, a keeper in yeah. for Henderson, who's got bad fixtures. But that feels like I just only got Henderson a few weeks ago. Do I want to go make two keeper changes in four or five weeks? Uh, I'm not sure. But if I can't think of a change, I might just do that. I might go um, Henderson to um, maybe Fabianski or something like that. I was just about to say that there was the return of uh, Fabianski this week to the West Ham team. He saved the penalty. After yeah. he can as as, as one of the guys uh, said to us, um, you know, he's cr- setting up his own chances. He's cr- getting his own assists, yeah. giving away a penalty so he can save a penalty. Makes sense to me. If I'm a goalkeeper, I'd have myself an FPL. Yeah, because uh, it's all about confidence. And uh, Red Devil, FPL Red Devil, uh, one of the guys in the the group chat that I'm in. Uh, brought him in this week and I was like hmm. first game back you're going straight on him I was like he's a great keeper I've, he's done really well in the past for me but he's 4.9 I was like well that's what I was about mm. to say because you mentioned him there do you not think 4.9 is a bit pricey for a West Ham defender it is I mean you can get defenders for 4.5 but he's the only one I'd actually want so I'd actually pay the small bit more um, you also got to think that you know it has been announced that Liverpool are playing West Ham in uh, the game week 24 uh, period so yeah. that's giving both of those teams uh, a double game week so you know, that's a double game week for Fabianski on the horizon. And, and their fixtures. Fabianski managed by David Moyes. Yeah. Which is a big change. A pragmatic asked. manager. Pragmatic. Although uh, both those game, game week 24 fixtures are tough ones, Liverpool and Leicester. But the games leading up to it are pretty good. You know, you've got two home games against Bournemouth and Everton. Um, two teams who are not scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Yeah, no, you're back on. I mean, Bournemouth, Everton, Brighton in the next five with a double a tough double game week sandwiched in but the thing about double game weeks and keepers is like you know if he pulls out one clean sheet or has two kind of couple of save points you could be looking at a five six pointer if they keep a clean sheet against either Leicester or Liverpool if either of those games was nil all which probably won't be but if it actually was he'll get a huge score he'll get like a a, a 9, 10, 11 point score in that game yeah but even without the clean sheet if he just happens to you know come out with maybe Two points in one game, three points in the other. Like, yeah. That's almost like a fucking clean sheet for nothing. Exactly. You know? So it's kind and of you got a swing at a clean sheet there. And then after that, they're at home to Brighton. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking I might do that, but I'm only going to do that once I've made the decision. You know, if I want to get Salah, because if I do want to get Salah in, the only real way I can do it is Mora out, Salah in, and I've recognised Mora's a mistake. I got to address that, and but it really unbalances my team then because then I've got. Uh, 4.4 fifth playing uh, fifth midfielder with Dendonker yeah and like a 4.3 striker with Greenwood or maybe a 4.5 million striker with Connolly but basically two kind of dead weights there in my team and I'm going to have to basically either play four at the back or one of those each week yeah and I don't know the story with Connolly in terms of how assured he is to start in every game I do think he'll get some minutes but for that price it wouldn't really matter yeah the alternative is and this actually leads one of the questions we have here in a minute I'll go to it is like um you know, is about the double game week coming up. So what you're saying, James, is you want to take my hand, lead me to the promised land. That promised land is the drunk tank. I've kind of caught you off guard, James. I know you haven't pulled your questions out because you weren't expecting such a ridiculously awesome segue. But you look all set now, and I've done my vamping. 
Yeah. Mm. It's uh it's a question put into us by uh King Cronin. Irish number one last year and uh someone we met down recently in Cork at a, an FPL meetup down there and uh, I'm sure we'll meet cross paths with that man again sound guy Merry Christmas Happy New Year yeah and uh, he said look double game, week's been, double game week 24 has been announced for Liverpool and West Ham so should we go triple Liverpool if so which three and that's kind of what I was ta- discussing there a while ago I've got two Mane and Trent uh, as do you yep. uh, same exact two um, and some people will have you know Robbo and Salah and uh, basically, what would you be doing next? Would you be going for triple Liverpool? Would you consider Firmino? Would you be looking at getting the other of your Salah or Mane? Or would you be getting like one another defender? Like uh, like if you have Trent, go for Rob or Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, it's not. It's a good kind of tough one. Yeah, there's also know? a cheap yeah. option there with Gomez as well. 5.1, he's been playing the last four, I don't know how many games he's actually started, but I think four. They've kept four clean sheets in a row. Yeah. So this Which is, is these, crazy when you think about how long it fucking took him to, t- to keep any. This is what we were predicting at the start of the season. And I think as the season goes on and they're like closing in on the title, which they are right now. They've got a super huge lead. The um, there, so yeah. close, but they still have to close it out, right? Oh, literally, yes. So like literally, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be necessarily going for these four or five kind of games. Remember, started it, I think they're going to be going for like one or two goal leads and then close it out. You know, that's what t- title winning teams seem to do. Yep. As the season goes on, they close it out, keep a lot more clean sheets. So I'm kind of leaning more towards getting Conley or Van Dyke, but I don't know which. Conley? Robertson. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Robertson or Van Dyke. Who's Conley? I'm just thinking of Conley up front again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no Conley fullback. Yeah. So I'm thinking of Robertson or Van Dyke. And I'm kind of considering Van Dyke just for security of starts. So you're going with Trillian Pool? Definitely that's going for Trillian. That's, that's, that's a lock. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you 100%. I'm, it's not a mouse. If you go for three Liverpool, it's which three do you go for? Yeah. They're playing twice. It's also worth noting, I believe I read somewhere, that this is Salah's first double game week. Uh, or at least he's scheduled yeah, for this, his first double this game is week. What, um, this is what I'm thinking. It was like, I don't know. If somebody said to me at any stage in the last two seasons, you know, double, double Liverpool game week, um, you'd be like, all over. Yeah, well, i got to have Salah and he's got to be captain. Well, I don't know necessarily about the captaincy. I think that's what Mane has done this year. He's basically went, no, 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 look at me. I'm just as viable a captain option. Uh, but I do think Salah is maybe a tad less explosive than he's been last season, but pretty much lethal when he goes on his runs. And he's so capable of pulling out a double-digit haul that I, I don't know if I'll feel too comfortable going into that double game week without Salah. But that's yeah. two of them. It's, uh, it's where I'm kind of thinking I might actually just... Wait, I kind of want to get on someone like Robertson this week, which I can do with my money in the bank. I've got Guy Baird there playing for, uh, or should I say not playing for Aston Villa, yeah. that I kind of want to get rid of. the second match. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he played in the second game. Um, did he come on, was it? I yeah, know. he came on as a sub. He didn't even start. So he FBL didn't start. Wise, he might as well not been there. To yeah. The big fat zero as so we get to. He, he came off my bench for me for zero. So I got to I gotta kind of deal with him. And Aston Villa aren't looking like the people can cheat. Either way, that's a spot I need to work on. And that could easily become Gomez or Robertson or Van Dijk. And if I do decide... like If I could get Gomez in yeah. or Van Dijk and then or work Robertson. it another way, get a, get Salah in as well. But you can't have four, so what can no, you do? No, of course not, Chavis. You can have four. <laughs> I have four. That's, what, that's how much I'm saying. Like, you but definitely want three. But which three is, is the question? You're leaning towards the back of the Liverpool team. 
Yeah, if I could hold off though and wait and kind of make that decision on game week 23 going on to game week 24, where I could see who's in the better form. Because imagine you got in Salah now and then Salah was just in bad form. Or imagine you said, no, I'll stick with Mane and I'll make him captain in that game week and I'll go for Robertson. But then Mane is just in crap form. You're going to be but like... But how bad a form is he going to be in between now and 24? Even if, like, unless he goes on a solid run, maybe then he might go... Yeah. I suppose they're the same price. You could actually just swap them yeah. if you needed to as well. So that's the good thing about it. So I might... I might go double defence. I think that's the way forward. The, the teams are playing Liverpool in the next few. Sheffield United, not known for giving up a lot of goals. Kept City to two goals and that was it on. And they had a goal disallowed. Um, they're a tight ship, generally speaking. And uh, then you've got Spurs. Okay, yeah, they're leaky. Uh, and so are Man United. But Man United played better against the, the better teams. They seem to catch them on counter a lot. They were the first team to take points off Liverpool this season. Mm-hmm. The only team to take points off Liverpool this season? I think that's the only match that Liverpool did win. Yeah, and uh, then you're talking... Yeah, Spurs could go... You never know. Jose Mourinho is able to pull out a tactical masterclass out of his ass every so often. Wolves don't concede a lot either. So, uh, I don't know. The next... I don't see them scoring a ton of goals, but I see them keeping a lot of clean sheets. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you in in regards to... I wouldn't be loading up on my third Liverpool asset right now. I do think Sheffield United, Spurs and United could be a slightly tricky run of fixtures. So I'd be happy to just have my classic Trent and Mane or Trent and Salah, whatever way you're floating the boat or Robertson and Salah. But I'd have my two, but I'd be going straight on to three because right after double game week, they've got a home match against Southampton, which I've no issues going into that with three Liverpool players. Do you get me? You madman. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I agree with you there. I just don't know which. I, at the moment, I'm leaning towards the fence, two defenders, one midfielder. But uh, I don't think Firmino is a great option with all the other striking options that are out there for better value. I think it depends. I was walking home today and I was thinking about this Liverpool conundrum because it is, it's been playing on my mind uh, slightly, you might have guessed. And I was walking home thinking about it and I was going, do you know what? If I was coming out of this Christmas period and I was still in the sub 1.5 mils and I really wanted to, you know, fucking make something of the season still, I think now is a time when you might maybe go with a Firmino. Because, like, if you're coming out of the Christmas period still that far down, you're going to need some drastic changes if you really want to kind of serious overall rank yeah. boost. Yeah, maybe. I've seen some uh, teams doing really well recently with Firmino and, yeah. and their team get, like, um, a good differential. But It's the outside track. It's not the, it's not the optimum one. I'll give you that. He's not in my top four Liverpool picks. Or my top three. That's what I mean. He's he's fourth, maybe fifth choice pick, you know. But again, we're looking at this with you know two hundred, three hundred k, one hundred k overall ranks. If you're if you're still in the sub one point five mils, now is the time to be making some odd choices. Would you not? Not odd choices, but kind of punty choices. Well, but not crazy punts. That's not a I crazy went, punt. Like I've gone from one point five million ten weeks ago to two hundred eighty. 5k now by playing it slow and steady and not going for the Firmino type I think the way to get there is get your big picks like your Manes your De Bruyne's your Robertson's or Trent's um, your Vardy's get them in place yeah but the people who are kind of going oh I was late to the Vardy party I'm going to go differential and the people who are getting Firmino probably are doing it because they haven't got on Vardy I well perhaps but I think FPL as the season progresses the game itself kind of changes and Templates become solidified. The top 10K becomes a bit more... The template of the top 10K, should I say, Mm. becomes a lot more solidified. And it's very easy to see what will fuck you up effective ownership-wise in terms of what will do some serious damage. So going out without Vardy, yeah, that's a bad decision. I'm not Mm. saying Firmino over Vardy. But little things like, you know, like a Firmino, 
is kind of required now because there's only half a season left and if you take out maybe the last quarter of the season where everything's really kind of set in stone now you kind of see which way things are going I don't know I, I would be I wouldn't think it's it's a, a mad move but it depends on your rank for me I, I see what you're saying it's you are right in that it's getting into the second half of the season now so it is that kind of time of year where you want to try to make some moves, but I think if it would actually, yeah, yeah, I think it's actually the sort of thing that if you want to start making some moves while you're in a good position, because I think if you're in a two million rank, you just play slow and steady and just pick the the good players like that I've mentioned, Vardy, Manny, uh, Kevin, and stuff like that, and you know the rank, the green arrows will come, uh, you know, because it's going. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're like 200k and you're just sitting at 200k for weeks and weeks and weeks and you can't break into the top 100k or you're at 100k and you can't break into the top 50 or 20k and you, you want to make moves that's the time to kind of go you know what screw it I think Vardy's going to go on a bit of a dry run and going to bank on Firmino and just kind of go for it you know yeah I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, in regards yeah. to Firmino I just know that I do have a lot of love for that guy in regards to him as an FPL option and for what he is in the Premier League as a striker I actually quite like him so I'm happy to give him a bit of credit yeah. in regards to but there's one team we're ignoring from this double game week and that's West Ham yeah. and that was the second part of Keane's question he was asking you look are any West Ham players worth mo- worth monitoring what do you think well to be honest with you you mentioned the only West Ham player I think is worth monitoring and that's Fabianski yeah 4.9 I think 4.9 it's a bit bit expensive but at this stage, we've had a defender so fucking cheap in regards to Kelly, Lundstrom, Sonku, Riku, Rico. That's just my fucking backline. <laughs> uh, so, dirt cheap defense. I think you shouldn't be bitching if you have to fork out a tad bit extra on a on a, on a keeper. A proven keeper. A he proven went up to keeper. 5 million this year because you know he's way too good for 4.5. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I don't think the team he's with is much better for 4.5. Do you get me? Like, I think West Ham themselves, not great. I wouldn't be banking... On like you had Fredericks there for yeah. a couple of weeks, you know how that served you. Yeah. But as we mentioned a while ago, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Sheffield, Everton, then a double game week, and then Brighton. Yeah, I could, I could see worse. I mean, you're looking at coming off Henderson. You've already mentioned Fabianski. I'm only I'm, considering it if I I'm going to burn a transfer. I can't make a move elsewhere. That's the only time I think of making a goalkeeper transfer. Well, you've yeah, I suppose because you're so fresh off your last goalkeeper transfer. Mm-hmm. But I held on to Pope because I figured I was going to get rid of him after the Assassin Villa one. And Pope's pretty highly owned keeper right now. But they're coming into Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, Arsenal, and it's not looking too much better after that. Yeah. So for me. As I said, like not just yourself, Fabianski is an option. Damn, I'm giving you ideas. No, no, no. I mean, it would be hard to ignore him returning, as you said, especially after last season, providing such good value for four point five. So he's the only West Ham player I think uh, is even worth looking. Yeah, at. since you mentioned keepers, there the only one I would look at other than that would probably be Ryan for Brighton after this Chelsea game. They've got some some good games, good, some good fixtures coming up. Um, but I would like a Foster. bit of action no I know but I want a bit of action that double game week that's kind of that would be what would sway me you know, yeah. I love me some double game week players and yeah. he's the only one in that West Ham team and that means I can have four yeah. you know so but what about you I saw you looking at some stats and I know there's been a few head turners namely Antonio uh, Antonio is the only one that's been playing well recently that I can see anytime I've watched West Ham he looks like he could like he's got a couple of goals there in the last five five games but he he only played 35 minutes a weekend. He was rested, which I assume he's. I don't. He's kind of always picking up knocks and stuff yeah. like that. But he, 
Seems to be someone I would consider. 6.9, though, is very pricey. See, yes, when you could have, like, James Madison for 7.7 and or Martial for 7.9, or yeah. no, I think you could have Grealish for 6.1. Far too much to be expecting attacking West Ham returns. They just haven't shown us that this season. We mentioned the fixtures, you know. Bournemouth are... They the reason, have had decent fixtures already this year, and they still haven't delivered attacking returns. I watched that Brighton game this weekend, and I, like, Bournemouth were so bad. We've been saying it for weeks. Bournemouth are absolutely muck. But, like... I watched that Brighton game and I said, man, who are Bournemouth playing next week? Because I'm getting one of their players in. And then I said, oh, it's West Ham, probably the only other team I don't want to get a player from. Yeah. But they do have the double game week, so yeah, it could be worse. Moore has been a dud for me, so maybe I just go like, you know what, Moore to Antonio. There you go, 6.9. Lanzini, 6.2. Um, Yeah, not not too convinced. Hilaire is 7.0 up front, but there's way better options up front. You could try and get in early with this new manager bounce, but like it's David Moyes. Yeah, I think I think we're both in agreement. It's kind of tw- it's kind of you know dimming down now. This this answer to the point yeah. where we're both like yes, three Liverpool. If you're going West Ham and you can afford a keeper change, maybe Fabianski. I think that's basically yeah. I think that, that's a great summary of that because I looked at it and I was like, oh look, Yamilenko's five point four. He's played like less than sixty minutes over the last six game weeks or something yeah, and he's got a knock I had him for the first few games when they decided he wasn't an option now maybe that'll change with Moyes around and for 5.4 Yarmolenko could become a decent option but not between now and the double game week I'll tell you that much no, yeah. no. so next question Seamus let's keep this party rolling yeah so uh, next question is from FPL Rogue he's saying with the FA Cup just around the corner is the endless rotation risk deb- debate now defunct so obviously over Christmas we're saying, oh no, we got to prepare and have three playing bench players and stuff like that because it's going to be madness with rotation, yeah. even though historically it actually hasn't been that bad for rotation. We have seen this year it's this, actually been a lot of rotation. This season was worse than last year. But I think it's done, man. I think yep. the rotation was the two-day gap between the Stevens Day games and the games this weekend just gone. Yeah. And now there's a big of, enough of a gap between the Saturday-Sunday fixtures and the Wednesday-Thursday fixtures and then you've got um, you've got the FA Cup at the weekend. Yeah. And I think that's the FA Cup's where teams will rotate. No, I'm 100% in agreement uh, regarding that, Seamus. Uh, it's done. For me, I'm not worried anymore. I'm back to feeling comfortable. Like If I have a player in my team now that I'm worried about rotation, then I'll just be getting them out because that's no longer... That's not, no longer acceptable <laughs> after the Christmas period because yeah. I want my players playing 90 minutes. So it's at least 13 of my 15. And uh, yeah, it's Ev- done for me. I'm I'm happy. Everyone from Leicester is fine now because we were told they'd be rotation yeah. and they've been rotated, so and they'll be was, fine for next game. That was hilarious. So Yunku, Madison, and Vardy all uh, missing from the. Couldn't lineup. believe all of, they yeah. put out a like basically reserve team. I could get they started Gray and they started, you know, they even benched Barnes and stuff like that. You they know? got the result. They yeah. got the result. Who's it? Uh, they benched Indeedy. They like I, yeah. they benched everyone. So well, look, fucking fixtures are coming thick and fast. But I think we're out the other side of it. As as I said at the top of the show, there's one more New Year's Day uh, fixture to game week to go through. I feel like there might be some sting left in the rotation uh, for that. We'll just have to see. But we kind of have an idea of who played on Boxing Day and the day after. And you know, if something happens, like if KDB, for example, is rested against Everton. Yeah, it wouldn't absolutely shock me, and it wouldn't it wouldn't worry me. I just go, okay, this is the after effects of a heavy yeah. Christmas period, but it's done. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
the the safest, as I said, there was the Leicester players, and that's why Vardy will be my captain this week. Almost certain of it. Liverpool actually have a nice gap. They're playing Thursday, so they actually still have a bit of a gap. So it's not going to really affect them. I see them going with a pretty strong team. Maybe one or two players. Maybe Mane or maybe Salah rotated. But I think um, I think they'll probably be okay. I think their last game was the game I would have worried about them being rotated. And Wolves rotated as well. So the likes of Jimenez and Traore should be safe as well. So um, I think that's the end of it. I yeah. think you, there's no one I'm worried about from this point going forward almost uh, every team as I said I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two maybe just lasting last few barbs in the tail but uh, I think you can rest your mind FPL Rogue go back to to writing January's blog I'm looking forward to reading it and anyone listening to this you can check out Rogue Against the Machines blog it's a great FPL reading Happy New Year to all of you and yours <laughs> but before we get on to the next question Seamus I want to ask you this is kind of going back to Keen's first question mm-hmm. uh, regarding Liverpool and it's one that I'm going to enter into this week's drunk tank is the triple captainship an option for that double game week yeah one I hadn't actually thought about at all until as again as I was saying it I was like you know what man like, I've totally used my triple captain yeah. yeah I think that's the week I'm going to use my triple captain I'm thinking the didn't, same <laughs> so I didn't want to say it I kind of thought I was like I'm not going to say it because I'll just surprise her enduring no. ah he's played his triple captain you never could because like, as soon as I looked at it I was like and do you know what solidified that thinking now obviously I'm not 100% saying I'm doing it because there's still three game weeks to go before the double but what solidified it was the gap between the Liverpool fixtures if that was the case of Liverpool playing on the Sunday and then playing again on the Wednesday or the Tuesday, I might be a bit worried that maybe one of them, like a Mane or a Salah, might be rested in one of the fixtures. There's actually quite a big gap between Liverpool's first fixture and that. Uh, Is that, there? Yeah. I haven't even looked at the days. I don't know how many days are between them now, if I'm honest. Yeah. So yeah. you're already thinking of the, the triple captain. I'm thinking of the triple captain. Um, I think if there was, you know, I think... The West Ham United game, which is the second game of that week, is on a Thursday, I believe. And then the Liverpool are playing Southampton on either Saturday or the Sunday, the next game week. So, so like, of the double game week, Liverpool are playing the Thursday, the 23rd of January, against Wolves. Yeah. And then they don't play West Ham until Wednesday, the 29th of January. Oh, it's a week. Yeah, so they're playing on the Wednesday. And I think yeah. their Southampton game is on Saturday. So, if they had to... Where is the Southampton game you're talking about? Sorry, that's game week 25. Oh, after afterwards. This game. Yeah, so uh, I think that's a Saturday. So, even then, there's three game days. They'll probably be fine. Cause they if play they're going to rest someone, it might be against Southampton. That's Southampton. what I think. If yeah. there's going to be a rest, we send them. So, that would be brilliant. Um, they already beat Wolves. That'll be a tough enough game. But they'll absolutely spend over and spank West Ham in that game. So, I think triple captain is going to be... On um, Trent Alexander Arnold. Really? No, no. It I has to be Manny or Salah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> maybe Fabianski if I'm feeling gutsy. Yeah, well, we'll see how many uh, bottles of whiskey you've left <laughs> after Christmas, Seamus. But yeah, moving on to the last question. What do we got? Yeah, we got a question from Tom Mariarty here, um, another guy that we uh, met there recently at the uh, FPL meetup. And, Did uh, you go to the FPL hangover meetup? <laughs> uh, no, I thought I'd, I effectively you know, dodged that, but thanks no, for bringing it I up just and to highlighting hang, it. Hang your head there. Yeah, uh, he's talking for about, us. It was the FBL hangover night out. That's the it way was, you're it was. It was our Christmas yeah. party, it was our basically. Christmas party, exactly. Our work do, and uh, yeah, he's got a simple question: yes or no answer. Is Calvert Lewin the new Messiah? Oh yeah, for sure. So this was a man you were looking at getting in last week. You said, yeah, again, touched on it at the top, and uh, I think, as I said, what put me off him was risk of rotation. I feel that his two goals there at the weekend pretty much nails him on for the City match but I don't know how much of him I want uh, for yeah. the City match but following that he's, he's got made your bro- bed now anyway uh, well to be honest with you 
we can probably get onto transfers. I'm thinking, but I have no issues switching to Jimenez this week from Malpe. That's definitely an option. It's like mm. I might just go Jimenez, but uh, just for a week, maybe two. I don't know. Uh, but, but like Watford, Newcastle for Wolves. And I could Southampton go a bit of away. Yeah, yeah, three weeks behind uh, And I don't really give a shit about burning transfer because I'm pretty solid the rest of my team. But getting back to Tom's question, looking at Everton, as I said, dodgy fixture this week. You don't want to be going in for an away match against City, but with Brighton away to his time. Newcastle and away to Watford following that yeah I could have no issues with someone going 5.8 Dominic Calvert-Lewin in my team uh, yeah yeah, we had this discussion myself and Tom in the group chat uh, on Saturday before the kickoffs or maybe Friday night I think it was Saturday morning before the kickoffs are you talking to people about FPL when I'm not around yes I'm talking to people behind your back what in fact fuck? I've actually speak to you very little about FPL week to week apart from on this pod so it's still amazing that our thoughts are so similar because you said you were looking at getting in Mopé and um, Calvert-Loon and that's they were the two guys I was saying if I was uh, going to do a move this week and get rid of Ings and I was going to do it this week but yeah. now I don't know what I'm going to do um, if I was going to get rid of Ings it would be for either Calvert-Loon or Mopé yeah. and we talked somebody in was it Drew from or maybe it was I don't know who it was uh, we were talking about that and uh, yeah they went with Mopé as well in the end. Drew went with Mopé. I know that much. I don't know if I talked him into it, but we're kind of saying, yeah, Calvert-Loon or... or um, he loves his Brighton assets anyway. But then to see Calvert-Loon get two goals, I was like, Ugh, funny, listen to my own voice. But I was happy with Ings, so I was definitely not going to do it last week, but I'm not going to get Calvert-Loon in this week. But, but you do that, think he's a valid option? Oh, absolutely. I think he is the new Messiah. Again, like you, when we did our picks last week, I went with Sigurdsson as my puck father instead of um, Dominic Calvert-Loon because... Security starts. I was like, Sigerson will definitely play, but you never know. He might just play Tosin and Moise Keane. He might put Richarlison up front. We kind of want to see a bit more. And we saw a bit of that. There was rotation. Sidibe, um didn't play this week. He didn't start today. Uh, I don't know if he started this week, but he definitely made a name for himself in game week 19. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, too pricey as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for an Everton. No, yeah, I'm all confused. Maybe he did start in Coma didn't play. I can't remember. Yeah. This whole double game week thing has been an absolute uh, head wreck. Bit of a mind melt. But, but I, I... Like getting back to yeah. Calvert-Lewin being the Messiah, Like I actually saw several nativity scene mangers with a baby Calvert-Lewin in the, in the crib. Oh, well, he's yeah. pretty tall, so it must be a baby. First oh, it's anyway. a baby, baby yeah. one, yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't confuse him with a baby. Yeah. And all the wise men were wearing Everton jerseys. Oh, yeah, that's a wise. I thought it was a bit offensive, but look, we'll move past <laughs> it. We'll move past it. But I think he'll be, um, he might be who might come in for me now for Danny Ings, uh, not this week, but next week, because, yeah, I was looking at Mopé, and now you've got him. He's kind of put me off him a bit, <laughs> so I might just go Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. And the two goals that he scored doesn't uh, put me off either. You know, that doesn't help, or it does help. What I mean, like, he definitely get give you food for thought. I suppose you're in that weird kind of good situation, good band situation where you've got Ings, Vardy, Jimenez. Now, Vardy's obviously going nowhere, but Ings and Jimenez are both on complete, you know, A form, A plus form. And getting rid of either of them is going to be tough. Yeah, it's tough. I might just you keep... can talk about, when was your exit plan for Jimenez? Because you've mentioned that several weeks ago. Did that already come and go? Uh, my exit plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my exit plan that I was thinking of was I might get rid of for the um, Man City game. Yeah, which I'm mean, good thing I didn't because he got 11 points. That's what I was thinking. But was like, Son oh. got a red card, and it was like all of a sudden it was like, okay, well look, Ing- uh, Himnes is doing well anyway, and I was like, you know what, he scores against big teams. I'm no problem keeping him in because I was like, if I hold these two games, he has this nice tree run of games coming up, which he has now, which is Watford away, 
Newcastle at home and Southampton away. So I said, you know what, maybe I'll just keep. Those are nice games. And I fancy him to do something against, again, more Man City with their terrible defence yeah. than Liverpool, where they were at home versus City anyway. I was resting against yeah. Liverpool, so and, that proved to be and right. it worked out. So, um, yeah, but with Danny Ings is playing for a completely different team. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, Jimenez is definitely going to be... Pro- well, he came in at the start of the season at 7.5. I think he did. I think yes. or maybe yeah. seven. No, seven point five. He's definitely going to be eight point five next year, maybe even oh. nine. Yeah, it depends on where we'll finishes this finish this season. But yeah, I can finish top eight. Yeah, and I can easily see him be a nine million option next year. Yeah, but you know, getting back to the question, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. DCL is the new Messiah. All hail the new Messiah. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to do a Marilyn Manson. All hail the new shit. All the hell, no, I'm I'm not familiar with Marilyn Manson. Not as familiar as you. But I think that wraps up the drunk tank. Before we move on to our last segment, I know you wanted to pay special homage to all the FPL hangover mini leaguers out there, and I would like to also do the same. Sip a beer to all of you and uh, a happy new year. Happy new year, guys. But right now, ending. 29 2019 29 is like ending 2019 top five of the top FBL five hangover. yeah give me top five of the fpl hangover mini league i want to okay. hear the big names give, Inver- me, give me the big names give me all. okay i'll give it i'll start in reverse order from top five okay but a special mention to uh to neil uh which is fpl rogue who's coming in at sixth he had a great week he's 69 like he's yourself. all the way up to sixth yeah he's all the way to sixth what up to sixth with a 69 um, almost like he's listening to this amazing podcast yeah so he's just outside the top 5 just wanted to give him an all shout out there um, but in 5th we have FC Galloway dropped a place uh, he's on 1,206 points just a point ahead of him Anthony Clark with 1,207 with his team Chicken Caesar Salah then you've got Sexy David Sexton with his team 11 Keanu Reeves FC and 1,216 and then Top two. It's been these two for the last few weeks. But it's in second place, David Grant with Bearded Bozo's one two two eight, And with a commanding lead now of 45 points on top of him is Lukewarm FC by Luke Burgess. Scored 60 this week, 1,273 points. I think his overall rank is 270. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just yeah. insane. And uh, I know we, we gave a shout out to him on Twitter this week. Yeah, absolutely Stellar season so far by Luke. And, King uh, of the pod so far. It's going to be tough to catch up this year. And I we, mean, we're we, not looking too bad. No, but happy uh, New Year to all our top five. In fact, who all our, everyone in our mini league. Yeah, um, exactly. Not a, just the top five. Yeah, to everyone. <laughs> but it's but it, slightly more so to our top five. Well, yeah. okay. We, we, we love our star players yeah, more. We, yeah. we, we have to <laughs> offer some incentive. No, but I'll also uh, wish a very happy New Year and very happy Christmas to Matt Parkinson, who was our manager of the week with his team Pogs, not Pods. Uh, yeah, scored 75. Uh, he had... I'll just look at his team here now. Yeah, he was like ourselves. He got a bit lucky like myself. Or would you call it skill? Vice and De Bruyne. I know Steve would call it lucky anyway. Uh, Vice and De Bruyne. He had Martial with 8 points. Rashford at 9. Abraham with 7. Maguire with 8. Maguire got bonus points. And uh, he had Ryan in goals with yeah. 6 points. So yeah, 75 points, which is a uh, great scoring this week. Yeah, just in in uh, addition to your comment about luck there, Seamus, I would like to quote the great Billy Zane when I say, a real man makes his own luck. And with that, I will bring us straight to Boss to the Wall. Yeah, you left me speeches there with your Billy Zane quote. Do you know what movie that's from? Titanic. Oh, boom. Is there any other Billy Zane movie? Uh, Spawn. I, don't know. I think he was in Spawn. 
I don't know. I feel like he was in Congo. <laughs> in fact, I know possibly. he wasn't. But... Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> but possibly. It seems yeah, like maybe. a movie he would be in, though. Yeah, yeah. I know he was in that softcore porno with Kelly Brook, number three. We worked of, in Extra Vision at the yeah. time, so... Uh, we had yeah. to put an explicit sticker on it. <laughs> I definitely watched that. Uh, she had a serious set on her. But uh, you definitely get the Great odds. Singers. Great, Great singer. singer, yeah. Great set of vocal pipes. But, uh, yeah, you'd have the odd pervert coming in and, uh, you know, sneakily putting that movie underneath <laughs> uh, two kids' movies. And you're like, for fuck's sake, Christmas, Christmas with the Cranks and this porno. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Billy Zane, he's an absolute legend. <laughs> So says Kelly Brook. So, yeah, last week, I've kind of alluded to some of my picks as this show has gone on here, but uh, our picks last week were representing both game weeks 19 and 20. Uh, I had first pick in the Hot Shots. Uh, my pick was Kane. Scored in both games, eight points in each. That's 16. Lived up to his uh, Christmas Day routine. Or mm-hmm. not Christmas Day routine, but festive season routine. Yeah, you were next, and you had picks two and three. Yeah, and you went with Ali as your first pick. Uh, who matched Kane on the first game week in 19 got 8 points he only got a 2 in the next game he blanked he had a goal ruled off for offside yeah. um, so he got 10 so that leaves me in the lead and then you have Grealish as your second pick who got 6 with an assist in the first game and just a single pointer after a petulant booking was it a petulant second. booking? yeah it was from shouting at the ref but um, that was is that post 5? he doesn't get the ban because it's post Stevens Day oh, so, sweet. Yeah. so he doesn't get a ban uh, he has to get, you have to get 10 now to be suspended so he uh, is free to play the next game so yeah. doesn't get a ban but should get a haircut yeah should yeah. get a hair band <laughs> yeah, yeah well or a plastic bag yeah. Good one, yeah. Uh, so yeah he ended up getting uh, yeah 7 points so you're 10 you're seven, 17 points so that means my second pick only has to get 1 point Oof. to beat you and it was Abraham who got uh, me 2 in the first when he blanked and then 6 in the second I believe he got 6 he didn't get any bonus did he I don't think he did but yeah. uh, he definitely got a goal and yeah, uh, yeah okay so 23 to 17 so I took the hot shots this week well we weren't too far off there's like what over 40 points FPL goodness in that in mm-hmm. those 4 picks that's not too bad no what does that leave us with your puck fathers Seamus puck fathers um, you went with Pogba yeah that was which shit. is a bit disappointing seeing as he only came on as a sub in the first game in game week 19 and didn't play at all in the second game. So, yeah, I mean, it was the definition of a puck fighter in Did that. he even come on as a sub? No, he Newcastle. wasn't in the squad, I don't think. But in the first game? He did, he came on at time. Oh, was that, that yeah. it's just happening so fast? Yeah, no, I mean, I was as the week progressed, Pogba was one of the people that, you know, several uh, punts, like people that made punts on Pogba. FPL King had him and I think he gave him the armband in game week one and was unlucky that... Game week one? Uh, game week 19 the oh. first of the the two we just had yeah and he gave him the armband I believe and at least he said he was and uh, yeah that was very lucky I understand the, the reason going for him because you know he's back he's a big player and you're thinking he's going we'll to be probably the guy be back in Memphis as well I'd say that's all no, so that I'm not sure about that not sure about that but I don't know yeah just the one point from the two games that's disappointing for his 3.3% ownership uh, I went with Sigurdsson I was looking at Calvert-Lewin but just like you said taught is he going to play both games? Yeah. What's, um, what strike force does Ancelotti want? That's the thing. What kind of system yeah. is he playing? So Sigerson got three points in the first game and uh, six in the second where he got the assist and uh, nine points in total. It's so not amazing, but team? at least he got, at least, yeah, I cleaned up on that one. Uh, at least got one assist, one attacking return. It's better than nothing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong, Seamus. Hold your head up high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last shout then is the Breen Sheets. 
I feel like, judging by the smirk on your face, this was a, a clean sweep for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I told you not to pick Guibert. I have him in my team. You yeah. said you liked his French name. French I did, name. I did, I did. But if um, you'd gone Target, it would have been a bit closer. Forgotten Heaton. Yeah, or even Heaton, Heaton you would have won. Pointer, yeah. yeah. Um, because Guibert didn't play at all in game week 19. Zero points. Uh, El Mohamedi seems to be right back now. And uh, Guibert came on in the second half in the game week 20 game and conceded two goals against 10 men yeah. and uh, ended up with another zero so that's he's one point minus one yeah, zero points Guibert needs to to take a long walk off a short cliff yeah. uh, in terms of FPL right now he's, he's not he sounds like a cheese he does, I mean I still like it Brie but <laughs> <laughs> I still like the 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 name but in terms of FPL that seems to that window has closed but if you call him Gilbert Gilbert then he's less attractive right Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like the name. Gilbert. So right now he's being a bit more Gilbert than Guibert. For sure. But that is a clean sweep for you. Yeah, I went for Baldock, who uh, won the penalty in the first okay. game and got six points, even though they lost their clean sheet. And uh, then just the one point against City. So seven points. Um, Baldock coming good again. Yeah. Oh, man, he's unreal. I think we've picked him three times in the last five Pockfellas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, between the two of us. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been fucking storming up the FPL I think Ranks. he's got like something like a 14, a 6, a 6, and a 6. And then, and then a 1. Yeah, he's... Like, if you decided to double up in Sheffield, which a lot of people were talking about and asking questions about uh, mm. a month ago with Lundstrom, then, yeah, you're, you're laughing if you're, you're laughing, have a ball yeah. up. But moving on to the picks for game week 21. All right, yeah, we got 21 picks. Uh, do you want it? You would first pick here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this because yes. you have no short-term memory, so you can't no remember what I picked. Memory. I do remember my first pick, though. And that's because, uh, as you said, you're going to be sticking the captain's armband on him. I'll probably be doing it myself. That's Jamie Vardy. I think an away match against Newcastle, he's been arrested. And I'm sure, even though he's gotten probably less sleep than he's used to, he'll be up and fucking ready for it against Newcastle after the birth of his new baby. Mm-hmm. Was it twins? Did I read it was twins? I heard twins, but I don't think it was. I think that was just a rumor. Oh, somebody well, said somebody said twins, but then I I think when he he just said he had the birth of baby girl, so I don't know. Either way, I've I'm going with Jamie Ray. I think pick one. I wouldn't be su- surprised to see him score twice. So. Yeah, but with that, what's your second and third pick, James? Your- yeah, so when you took the what I think is the the best captain pick this week in Vardy, um, I looked at the next ones, and my second my pick, my first pick was um, Manny against uh, for Liverpool at home to Sheffield United. Yeah, Sheffield United are defensively very good. I don't see, think there'll be a load of goals here, but I think Mane will be the difference. I think Mane is just playing great at the moment. He's So is Salah. Salah's looking sharper, but Mane, I always like it in the home fixtures. Do you think uh, he'll be a contender for the armband, or are you just firmly convinced with... Uh... No, I prefer Vardy. Yeah. I think Vardy wants to score, I think so he can do that. That, you know, the rocking the baby celebration thing. Yeah, exactly. Footballers love to score when they've just had a child. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, <laughs> I do think the day, is, the day off uh, is, is probably going to stand to him a little bit as opposed to Mane, who did play the... I think he played the full match. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because it was only one goal and it. it was a tight game against that Wolves team. My second pick um, would be a good uh, captain choice again after two weeks of having him as captain. Uh, KDB, yeah. that's my other one. Um, 
Aguero is just a small bit of a risk of rotation. Sterling is always a good shout as well, but KDB is the man in form in that team at the moment, despite Sterling getting two um, against Wolves. Yeah. Um, one of those was a penalty rebound. So I I think KDB is the guy to go for. You've no hope of Everton being any bit resilient? I think they will be. I think yeah. it'll be very similar to the Sheffield United game. I still think they could win. Yeah. Um, Everton aren't very much an attacking threat, so I don't think they could score, of course, but I, I, think, um, I think City will have too much for them. I think KDB. I think we. I pushed the boat out with him as captain last week, and I got lucky because he left it late enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that goal. Uh, so I feel like. But if KDB came in last week with like eight points. I would have been very happy just to see him get like with an assist and yeah. then like maybe a bonus or two and a clean sheet. I would have been okay. I would take seven, eight points. So to see him get the goal was just icing on the cake, cherry on top. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like this week we're gonna get the you know the ebb to that flow. But that's just me probably being cynical. But that mm. was your second and third pick. And yeah, I think, I mean, how how wrong can you go with Mane and KDB for fuck's sake? Yeah. Uh, and again, another player, my second pick, uh, the fourth choice of our of our hot shots is another player who's on just a serious run of form. We've been talking about him, I don't know, it feels like forever. Uh, Raul Jimenez got a, got a rest against Liverpool. I mean, he came on for, what, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. But, you know, only played a few minutes. Should be up and at him for... A match against Watford, who I think are going to tire a bit. You know, they're obviously on a bit of a uptake in form. They hammered Villa at the weekend, but you know something's going to crash them down to reality. And I feel like that could be that could be my man. I love that and pick. By my man, I mean your man. Yeah. yeah. The thing about this is, all four of those picks are in my team, so I'm delighted. Yeah. Well, three of them. <laughs> three of them are in yours as well. And I'm talking about Malpay. I have yeah. the money to just go. I'll pay to him and his Well, I'm, I'm. You went with him and his, who's the safer pick? Uh, for the safest pick for. Um, Wolves we've had Jota in our teams at the start of the season didn't work out and we've you know I know he got some goals there recently but he's still like him as a safe pick but the only other one you could consider for Wolves I think is Traore well not the only other one that I guess there's Doherty but Traore is the guy I'm thinking of bringing in so I, I find it interesting you went for Jimenez in your picks over Traore yeah I think just because I think Traore or Jimenez is a better pick than Traore I don't think yeah. you'd disagree with that and it's reflected in the price yeah for sure uh, the only thing is if I don't go Jimenez then there is a good chance I go Jack Grealish to to Traore now yeah. that would probably be maybe a week earlier than I intended but I do think the Aston Villa train might become might come you know grind into a hall pretty yeah, soon I think so not looking well and I think McGinn's inju- injury is it could be like you know the final straw I think I'm going to hold on to Grealish I think oh look I'm calling him Grealish now it's only a call him Grealish uh, you don't think about it (laughs) so uh, yeah I think I'll hold on to him another while Moore is the guy I got to get rid of on my team although they are they have a nice fixture against Southampton this week and he was rested the last game but maybe that will be seen as well we'll continue to rest him Mm. so you know if I do get rid of him it might be more to Traore I might like that move or I could just go Dendonker to Traore I don't know possibly I do think I'd rather have Dendonker than Traore for sure <laughs> but, but I mean there's what a million price difference right there yeah there's a million I think. but uh, Traore is the most transferred in player this week not surprising considering what he did to Man City yeah the other day. for sure and again getting a bit of a rest against Liverpool so should yeah. be played from the start against Watford mm-hmm. but that brings us to this week's puck file is Seamus and I had first choice with the hot shots so wrong 
Am I not? Oh, right? sorry. I thought you were going to say I was kind of jumping in there too fast. I thought you were saying I had first choice with the puck fathers, but ah, no. Ah, got gotcha, you. Gotcha. That's embarrassing. My professionalism knows no bones. No bones. <laughs> no bones. No bones. Uh, I was going to make a joke about fucking it up. I don't even need to. Actually, did. But uh, yeah, I had first choice with the puck fathers, and I went with someone that. What did I fuck it up? Now you fucked it up. <laughs> oh yes, that's because you fucking confusing me. Yeah, okay. I had first choice in the hot shots, but that left you with first choice of the puck fathers, yeah. and your choice was. Um, I'm actually picking uh, West Sampler despite me poo pooing them earlier on, and I'm going with Antonio. Uh, for he's only not point eight percent owned. Well, you said you wanted to target Bournemouth, and this isn't like you're putting them in your fucking FPL team. Yeah, so. I, I think it's a lot easier to <laughs> pick him as a puck fod and, and get and kind of get that out of my system yeah. rather than actually picking him in my team. So. I'm going to throw Antonio right now into the same group as Firmino. If I'm sitting with 1.8 million overall rank, and I don't know why that specific <laughs> number is in my head, but it is. If I'm sitting with that, the likes of Antonio and Firmino become very appealing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Fuck your James Madison, you know? But that's a solid pick. Uh, I think home if match. you're at 1.8 million, maybe they're already in your team. That's also very possible. <laughs> but, I mean, at least that way, you know where your mistake is. Oh, look at <laughs> us now. We've had, a, we've had a couple of good weeks, and now we're turning to snobs again, where we're mocking other people's ranks. I haven't been one. Didn't take long. I haven't been 1.8 million since I don't know when, James. So, I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh... Again, I don't know why why that number is in my head, but uh, it just seems like a tough one. Uh, either way, you went with Antonio. I think it's a solid pick. Zero point eight percent ownership, which is you know crazy low. So, definition of a fucking puck father there, if you ask me. Uh, I've also went with someone with a incredibly low ownership, zero point nine percent. I've went with him recently. And he delivered. I think it was his... You, you pointed out when I picked him this week, it was his one return in how many game weeks? Like, the last eight or something like that. It was the last time he scored. It was the last time I picked him. And I feel like he's due a goal again this week. And I've gone with Chris Wood, the Kiwi for Burnley. He's a Kiwi, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for Burnley. Uh, I just feel like uh, Aston Villa are leaking. Leaking. Mm. And uh, a home match against Burnley. Burnley are probably going to be a little pissy. They lost 2-0 to United and were outplayed by United they probably would have been like fuck it we've taken points off them recently we can do it again so they're going to be looking for uh, a bit of a bit of uh, I think they're going to bully the Aston Villa defenders I think going to bash him I think this is going to be a Burnley win bash him and trash him mm. so yeah I fully expect Chris Wood to get amongst the goals there and he is my puck father this week and that brings us on to our last bit of the podcast James and our last bit of our, our weekly picks you cleaned up on the Breen Sheets last week so that means you get first pick this week. Yeah, and sticking with the Burnley shouts, uh, I said I think they're gonna they're gonna bully Aston Villa, and I've gone for Pope, okay. Pope and goals, yeah. and oh, I think that's it. You know, that's self-explanatory. Aston Villa aren't scoring a lot of goals. Wesley up front is pretty poor. I have the captain's arm and then Pope this week. No, no, <laughs> but man. yeah, I'm very happy to to still have him in my team, and this could be his last hurrah. So I do want to, yeah, I do want to, you know. Just acknowledge your pick there, Seamus. Pope is a good choice. I've gone with one that's slightly better. It seems like this week is going to be the battle of the glove with the most love. And I've gone with a keeper. We've both gone with keepers this week, which is strange. I mean, I mentioned last week that I should have just gone with fucking Heaton. But uh, oddly enough, we both went with keepers. And I've gone with Tim Krul for Norwich. I think Crystal Palace are... Again, you know, I kind of feel like the Breen Sheets are a bit of a puck father to me, but for mm. defence, and Crystal Palace aren't known for goals. I, Norwich are kind of looking a bit more solid. Yeah, fuck it. Krull makes saves. 
He's good for now penalty stop. Yeah, as I was well. going to say that penalty saves are his kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah, ah, it's I don't like punch. I don't like Norwich defense, but for a one week punt, yeah, you could you could go with him maybe. Next week I'll be laughing, Seamus, when I'm sitting here with a W and you're just yeah. hanging your head in shame. I, I wanted to ask you a quick question there because I just checked it up while we we're doing this here as well. I was like, how did I get on the cup? Are yeah. you still in the cup? I am. Yeah, I won this week, but there's no cup for game week twenty one. I've really I, that seems to be the case. What? Yeah, I, I don't have this week's opponent, but. Oh, I've won okay. all the matches. I think I read that somewhere, at least in some other cup competitions, not necessarily the official FPL one, but there's no Game Week 21 cup fixtures. I don't know what the fucking deal with that is, but I'll show it you after we record it. I don't have this week's opponent. No, you don't. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can see... Oh, no, I do now. Oh, it's come up. Oh, it's come up. It we'll just cut this part today. out. So. We'll just cut it out. We'll just uh, I don't have a Game Week 21 opponent either because it turns out I got that late rash for goal and knocked me out of the goddamn cup. Uh, so you just wanted to I only realised that now. I was like, I got this guy. I, I thought I was well I thought I was well secure of this guy. He also had Captain um, KDB and Alexander Arnold, but that last minute Rashford goal gave him an assist for James and a goal and three bonus points for Rashford. So, so 15 point swing. Uh yeah, he got um he got 73. He would have yeah, he got 15 points from those two, whereas he would have only got uh, what five beforehand so he got an extra ten points and that was enough to so he beat me to prick being 100% honest with you Seamus I it's, it's almost better to just go out of it early because it's a pile it's a pile of bullshit yeah I I've totally ran agree. deep in that and it just hurts still deeper I've never ran deep in it but uh, I was like not giving a shit but then I was like oh I thought it, I thought it was true yeah. I don't know how I thought it was true no I don't know you're out and I'm here and I'm fucking holding the flag up high for the FPL Hangover podcast Seamus. not your only um, not your only cup run this year no you're doing a champions league i'm taking uh, as yeah as part of the elite fpl uh another crowd that do youtube videos and content producers they kindly invited us to take part in a, a an elite fpl champions league and i have nominated my team well, actually you nominated my team out of the two of us uh due to my superior rank which yeah that's fair enough i liked hearing you say that but uh yeah, yeah no it looks interesting it's uh it's elite fpl's champions league uh draw i actually missed a draw last time but you were watching it it was there's still um, a lot of organization with it i'm looking forward to to taking part and getting some details and i'll be updating the pod as we go along but we are representing ireland and we're representing the fpl hangover podcast so with that folks i would like to thank you all for listening I hope you had a happy Christmas and I hope your New Year's Day goes well. That includes Game Week 21. I don't want it to go better than mine, but you can contact us on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can also reach us at FBLHangover at gmail.com. Seamus, you're hanging around on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at FPL Drunk. Yeah, uh, so reach out to him. As I said before, he'll take anything. His DMs are always open. Uh, once again thank you for joining us I will see you next week and may your eyes be green and have a happy new year God bless